uh, session for art history. We're going to talk about the uh, short history of art in the White House and how it continues and evolves throughout the ages. Hello, everybody. So first off, really quick, I wanted to share that we have our classes in session shirt. Go ahead, grab one. Uh, you just put your phone out, snap it, it'll open the website for you. Boom. Uh, be part of the class, have your official swag for sessions, and you might even grab something uh, cool as a uh, gift for doing so as well. So I'll put this up a little bit, uh, or leave this up for a second, and then we will chat. So, um, I'm sorry, I will leave this up at the end of the thing. Sorry, sorry, class. I have one of those moments. All right, so one of the biggest places in the U.S., obviously, is the White House. However, the White House is not just a governmental building. It is a, well, decor and art beautification thing, process, whatever you want to call it. That's been going on since uh, George Washington. So how does art in the White House evolve and what does it look like today? So the White House being constructed between 1792 and 18 is the official residence of the president and a living museum of American history. The White House's collection of fine and decorative arts include historic objects associated with the White House or the presidency and works of art that represent uh, some of the artists, the craftsmen, and possibly uh, bigger historical events that have gone on throughout, um, you know, American and even European history, because we know, obviously, the collection there. We'll go into some of those details in a minute. However, one of the biggest things that is always there are the portraits, and these are the portraits of the First Lady and the President themselves. How do, or how are, these portraits chosen? Well, the process of selecting a portrait or an artist to paint it has evolved through the years. During the 19th century, presidential portraits were accepted for the executive mansion by the congressional committees on the library. They have an area in the White House that is strictly all of the books and art. Those are the people that take care of this sort of thing. Um, see, <laughs> excuse me. No attempt was made to secure a likeness while the president was in office, or for that matter, immediately after. No attempt was made to acquire life portraits or paintings of high quality. The only requirement appeared to be that the portrait looked like the president or the first lady, depending on what they were uh, painting. If a president died before an official portrait was painted, often the family chose a likeness for the White House collection. With the exception of a large painting of Martha Dandridge, Washington, by F. Follett Andrews, which was executed originally on speculation, no public funds were provided for portraits of first ladies. Likenesses of first ladies were, for the most part, not actively pursued during the 19th century originally, but when made available, they were accepted as gifts. The first of these was Julia Gard uh, Gardiner Tyler, which she uh, herself brought to the White House in time for President Andrew Johnson. In 1967, the White House Historical Association has taken an active role. I'm sorry, since 1967, they have taken an active role in acquiring and donating portraits of recent presidents and first ladies. The artists are selected and completed portraits approved by the subjects before formal acquisition into the collection. Whew, so exciting, guys. Sorry, I gotta learn to take more breaths in between my sentences. With the formation of White House Advisory Committees, the Fine Arts Committee in 1961, and later the Committee for Preservation of the White House, 
It has been a goal to acquire contemporary or historic portraits of presidents and first ladies painted from life, either represent those not in the collection or to replace earlier likenesses, judge less than successful. So the one thing you always see, and if you go to um, museums like the Ronald Reagan or, um, oh God, I think uh, Jefferson has one, um, or just going anywhere anywhere to a state that was the home birthplace of said president, you're going to get a lot of areas of portraits and pictures because that's what portrays them. That's what they're, that's what they are, you know, um, known for. They're known for what, who they were as people. Now within the areas, we have different rooms. So in the entrance hall, you're going to get things, um, excuse me, like a portrait of Lewis and Clark that was acquired by uh, Jefferson put up at the front. The grand staircase is decorated for holidays like Christmas, but during the year it is still elevated to a stature of proving, you know, this is where the presidents would walk up and down day to day. Into the cross hall, this is where you usually see the president coming out of for a press conference. Not super fancy, but it has the busts of past presidents. It has, you know, uh, seating and it has carpeting of very high quality as to promote that this person is somebody who is of important status. In the East Room, uh, designed by a man named James Hoban, was the public audience room, usually used for large gatherings like press conferences, bill signings, and all of that. At some point in time, people were actually in there. Nowadays, not as much, but those who are in the cabinet or part of the president's staff, you would be in here having your your meetings of of biggest importance. The green room is next, and obviously it is literally green. Uh, served as a parlor for tea and reception. Uh, here, Frances Cleveland held her first White House reception. Edith Roosevelt received guests before the Friday musicals and concerts held in the adjoining East Room. So this was one where you kind of brought people in to get them prepared for what was to come. The Blue Room, while it was white, it was decorated with shades of blue, also made by James Hoban. Uh, the room was elliptical shape. Uh, when it was completely furnished, it became the principal drawing room of the White House. And families like the Madisons received their first guests here on New Year's Day. Um, among objects which Dolly Madison removed before evacuating were the red velvet draperies hanging in the room. Um, so this is also a place that you would come in and see. So again, it is elegantly situated. It is, you know, the florals, all that stuff would be there. The red room. Um, this is from the Red Room, obviously for the Reds and the Crimsons. Uh, this is where you would have kind of the one-on-one -on -one administration, president and their number twos, their cabinet members. Basically, when you had an important conference, you would come in here. Now you can, I believe, see pictures of it when you walk through, but this is not a place that anybody necessarily would go. In the more recent times, obviously back in the day, before all of these more you know stricter rules, you would have some music uh, music coming there. You would have some possibly um, visitors. Roosevelt turned it into an all male area where you would basically drink your fine wine and smoke your cigars. But it is used as a parlor for guests uh, during reception as well. Lastly, we have the state dining room. Now, obviously, that's exactly what it is. It is set up as a large eating area. This is where guests of the president and uh, their wives would um, 
would come to eat and dine and just, you know, enjoy each other. Um, again, you got to have one of those type of deals because that's what it is, you know, what you do, right? You have the library, which is where a lot of the, the uh, documents are stored. The meal room, which is more of a, you know, another display area. We have the China room, which literally is full of China given to the president. And then the East Garden Room, which is another area that people can actually walk through and view on display pictures and busts and sculptures and whatnot there. So it is a pretty, pretty interesting um, room to be in, right? So really quick before we end, I'm going to pop this up one more time. If you guys want to grab it, go ahead and do Just pop up your phone, click and go. I know we got a couple uh, clicks the other day. Awesome. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. We thank you for watching. Stay curious. We'll see you later for another episode around 1215. Bye, everybody.